This is the Reset MD podcast. We welcome you to join in on our conversations with fellow physicians. Many of us in medicine reach a point in our careers where we want to make a change, hit a reset button. Wouldn't it be nice to have some guidance from colleagues who'd been there too and have pearls of wisdom to share? These well-being conversations will cover a range of topics, thriving in medicine, physician health, burnout prevention, work-life integration, practice optimization, advocacy, and support. And we'll just have some fun doing it. Listen in and start your reset. Hi, welcome to the Reset MD podcast. I'm Marian McCrary, one of the co-creators of the podcast. You've heard me here often. And today I'm meeting for the first time someone I met through a Facebook group, I think it was, as we were talking about some of the things that we do in common with sharing uh, physician stories about how they have overcome times of burnout in their life and what they're doing now that really is supporting them. You have a pleasure from hearing from Dr. Shelley Meyer. She's a family physician and functional medicine physician in Denver, Colorado. And I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about her story and what she's doing now. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Meyer. Oh, thank you, Dr. McCrary. It's so nice to be here. I love what you're doing on the podcast. I think it's so important to spread that message and to have that kind of a support system for physicians and providers. So yeah, as you said, I am a family doctor and a functional medicine doctor. And I started out before being a family doctor as a registered dietitian. So I always had the interest in how what we put in our body really you know, affects our health. And then decided to go back to medical school after that, because I had worked with in a busy inner city clinic with a lot of family doctors and really thought mm-hmm. that would be the most exciting and uh, you know the be- best way to help the most people and really get to know whole families. So went back and did that, but then of course was a bit uh, disillusioned <laughs> with the healthcare system at that time, and still am in some ways. Um, just because of the you know the ten minute visits, the acuity levels of the patients, and you're supposed to handle all of this in ten minutes, and the only thing you can do then is to write a prescription, and that's all you could get in no intervention, no discussion, you know, so it was just very, you get, you get out of residency and you're very excited to do everything and to practice everything that you've learned. And then you realize what the actual environment is like. So while I was in my last employed physician uh, position, I, um, I did pursue integrative medicine training and did get my um, certification in that through the ABIHM. And then after that started, when I did a scholarship program with the um, National Health Service Corps. So as soon as I finished my commitment to them, I started out on my own in Denver at the clinic that I'm at now. And I was insurance-based. That was tough because I had about, a, you know, almost 2,000 patients and was trying to do the integrative medicine, but do it under the constraints of uh, insurance and what they would pay and will they pay and how do I code this to get paid even though it might not clearly represent what I actually did you know I didn't commit fraud or anything but like just trying to actually get paid for your time is what I'm saying and code those higher levels and they tend to get suspicious when you start to code all those higher levels so I just got tired of the constraints on my 
on what I felt was appropriate and good for patients. So I went back and um, did more training, my functional medicine training, which I was doing anyway. But when I had full, fully finished that, I decided to go cash pay and membership based after that. So that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, from the story that I heard you tell on your YouTube channel, and then what you've just told our listeners here, you really, I think we're expertly intentional <laughs> about kind of yeah. creating what, what you were looking for. And as you said, that there are barriers to a lot of the current systems that we're in, and especially when we're, it's a fee-for-service model that's a yeah. RVU-based and how much time you can how, what short of a time I should say that you can spend with someone and still get a small amount done and then move on. But that's not really how you were interested in practicing medicine and how a lot of physicians are not interested in practicing medicine, but we're, we feel kind of stuck in that. And mm-hmm. so you were able to kind of create some strategies. You did some extra training. You kind of just set things up for you to be able to interact with patients the way that you wanted. Yes, I did. And that's not easy. It's never easy to go out on your own. It's never easy to drop that security blanket of knowing, you know, well, you don't always know insurance companies are going to get paid. It's not always easy to start your own practice, that's for sure. But then when you drop the what's familiar as far as the insurance system, that's scary too. But, and I did struggle a little in the beginning financially, but it was worth it to me to do that. And now, I have a comfortable way of my schedule, the way my schedule works and I can spend the time with people. I can have them come back as you know, often as they need to. I can interact with them via my portal, via text, you know, secure text messaging if I need to. And I just really have a relationship with them and I don't feel like I have to, you know, have them come back. Even if I don't, you know how the insurance system mm-hmm. works when you're like, Oh, I have to have you come back. Well, really that didn't require a visit. There's a lot more freedom and there's a lot more, like you said, intentionality and there's more of a relationship building with my patients at this point. Yeah. And that last piece is probably for a lot of people, the, the key driver in that way. Mm -hmm. And then all that other, all those other things that you're creating kind of support that ability to have that relationship and take care of that patient and take care of yourself. I mean, we're talking also about, you know, what sets you up for a way to feel like you can do the things that you want in your life in the, um, you know, alongside what you're doing for other people as well. Right. I mean, I still have busy days, but I get to control that. And, you know, if I feel I need a break, I will then if Thursdays are getting crazy add a, you know, a 45 minute break in between and, and have that freedom. And then if my kids have something going on, I can block that time or that I, I have control, which is nice. A lot of us are seeking that in our professional lives. Um, and that sets you up for better wellness and self-care, you know, because you, you don't feel like somebody else is telling you what you have to do all the time. And, yeah. You know, how much time you have to do it in. Hey guys, let's take a quick break. Have you ever considered a different way of practicing medicine? Whether you are burned out, need a change of pace, or are looking to supplement your income, locum tenens may be the solution for you. And if you're considering locum tenens, either full-time or on the side, you probably have a question or two, or 20. 
Fortunately, locumstory.com has the answers you need. It's packed with unbiased information and advice from physicians like you. Locumstory.com has nothing to sell. It's simply a resource for information. You'll find super handy tools that let you see locums trends for your specialty, compare different locums agencies, and there's even a quiz to help you decide if locums is the right thing for you. Locumstory.com has answers to basic questions like, what is locum tenens? To more complex questions about pay ranges, taxes, licensing, and many others. The Locum Story blog also features content and perspectives from actual locums physicians who have firsthand locums experience. Locumstory.com is the perfect place to start if you want to learn more about locums. It's scary to think about going out on your own to be an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, yes. as I think you've described it. Yeah. Um, but there's so many benefits of it. And I'm I'm curious if you'd be willing to just talk to our listeners a little bit more about maybe some of the strategies that you use. These may be logistics or they may be big picture. Um and maybe it's a mindset of like, how do you kind of start this? I know your practice model is a direct primary care model as yeah. well as the functional medicine. So it's, it's set up in that way. And I don't think we've talked to a person yet who's really kind of expanded on that a little bit. So I, I'd be curious, you know, what, what were some of those pearls that you would tell other people if they were interested in maybe setting up a, a practice environment like your own? Yeah, well, it's kind of two different. Well, I went in phases, as I kind of said. So the functional medicine, integrative medicine piece was just a strong interest of mine. So that that training, you have to be financially ready for. So I did, you know, do loans and, and all of that. So that in and of itself is its own thing. But that was my own interest. I felt like it was needed in, in my field. So I pursued my training through my event, my functional medicine training through the Institute for Functional Medicine. That can get pricey, but I feel like it's the best out there. So that's a good place to look. Some people, if they are interested in that, can just do not the full training, but the A, um, the A, I forgot what they call it, but they have a whole week where they kind of touch on all their different modules and you get a decent amount of great information about what functional medicine is, what the different, um, how they kind of classify things, how they test, how they you know, approach a patient and you do get a lot out of that. And, and when you do that, then you are listed on their website. And so people will find you that way. So that's a great way to get found by patients knowing that you pursued functional medicine, but then with the direct primary care. So I'm combining those two things, which is pretty unique, but mm -hmm. with the direct primary care, I did seek out the DPC groups that, that are now more easily found on Facebook. Um, and there's a, a lot of great doctors out there that are just jumping on answering people's questions so I would hop on the the DPC Facebook group and they have the summit they you know after the pandemic that that was kind of maybe it was virtual last year but I think they were doing it they just did it in person again and that was one of the first things I did was the DPC summit to find out about how direct primary care works how you structure it what tools you can use and so the tools I really like are um, spruce I use for my secure messaging it's like a my phone system, but it's also the way I can securely text with patients, their name and their birthday and all of that is in there. So that I know on the weekend, somebody needs an antibiotic, that's who I'm talking to. And that conversation tech 
technically then is, you know, there to look at and we can put it straight into the chart. So tools like that, power to practice is my chart. I love it because it has a great questionnaire um, that really hones into what functional medicine is all about as far as recognizing when things changed for a patient, when what the triggers might have been, how we can go kind of to the roots of that and change um, the triggers or the triggering events and, and help them get back to feeling well. Um, so power to practice is really good for that. Those are my main tool, tools that I use every day that make my life easier, especially Spruce, because it's just so easy to use when I'm off and you know, it's a secure number that people can use, but not have to text my actual phone number. So um, yeah. I, I know I just covered a lot of different aspects of starting, but no, that was perfect because I think that is one of the barriers for some people. They're in a, in a, a model where they've got this big EHR that's attached mm -hmm. to a system and like, well, what would I do if I don't have that? What, you know, how will I create that on my own? And so I think knowing that there are groups of physicians who share the knowledge of what's worked for them. And then there are specific um, tools, electronic health tools, you know, to be able to communicate with your patients that you could use as an individual provider um, is really nice because it, it starts to take away some of those barriers and, and realize that you don't have to recreate the wheel. People have been doing this model and have been been um, solo practitioners in different ways for a long time. And yeah. even if you're not seeing it commonly in your community, it's something that could be an option for you. You just really have to start start exploring what would be the ideal practice situation for you. What training do you need? You know, mm -hmm. what does that look like financially? How do you set that up? And and so, so just being able to think hey, somebody else has done this and somebody, a lot right. of other people have done this is, is really supporting. Yeah. And you know, the functional medicine piece of it is expensive, but as far as the DPC, there's so many free resources out there. The DPC summit is very affordable. I think it was like a hundred dollars or something like that. So for, for anything medical related, that's super affordable. Um, I also forgot to mention a tool that I love, which if, if somebody is going to do a monthly membership setup is Hint. And that almost acts like they, like a gym membership. So they will do all your billing for that, but they coordinate with Spruce. And so once you get somebody registered, everybody's information goes all into what, the system and into power to practice. So it's nice to have tools that everything talks to each other and makes your life a bit easier. Because like you said, you don't want to recreate the wheel. You don't want to spend any extra time you know, when you're doing direct primary care in any format, you are available all the time, um, which is daunting for a lot of physicians, I know. And so that's another thing to discuss is to be ready for that, but to know that other people have done it. And as long as you know your patients and you kind of gear your practice towards the kind of people that will respect your time, just like you respect their time, then you won't be called all the time. People are just going to call you when they really need you. And they're going to apologize left and right that they're calling you on the weekend. Now, of course, have I had people throughout the years that have not been respectful? Sure. But they just, we don't click and they don't stick around. So it's, it usually works out just fine. Yeah. That last piece too, I think is, is also concerning for some folks. And I was in a traditional practice model for 15 years plus, and am now in a, a model where 
um, my patients do have access to me at all mm-hmm. the time. And I really find that it's, as you said, it's, it's a discussion. It's like, here's the best way to reach me. Here's how this could work. And there's, I think boundaries, both ways. Yes, and, respect. Boundaries, sure. mm-hmm. and that, um, that works out really well. And as you said, this is a, is a two-way street. So you get to decide, they get to decide, is this, you know, physician relation, physician, patient relationship, something that is, is working for both uh, parties and then, exactly. you know, continue to move on from there. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for kind of giving us a little uh, bird's eye view of what that practice model that you do might look like for others and, and maybe a little bit of a, an incentive for some folks to consider it as well. Yeah, and I, I love sharing that message because it's just, there, there's a lot of options out there. People feel stuck sometimes. There's a lot of yeah. options. And and we're recording this on Zoom and I know our listeners are just hearing it, but there's um, a little uh, framed uh, print behind you that says, go your own way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my motto. I love it. <laughs> I love that motto. And I think from what we've just talked about that that, that really fits with that. Yeah. Um. I'd love to hear a little bit more outside of your practice for you, your family, um, your day to day, you know, what things support your well-being and your joy in, in, um, in life and practice for you outside of the things that we've talked about? Well, some of it I've already covered as far as in practice, just having that freedom and to control your schedule and um, knowing your patients, liking who you work with. I think all of that's really important. So I'm very intentional about, I have a very small team, but I'm very intentional about my three-person team that I have at my practice, that we are a very strong, supportive team. So I think that's really important because you spend a lot of your time at work. So you want to surround yourself with people that are supportive and that you work well together and that you don't have a toxic kind of situation going on there. So I think that's essential for my wellness. And then also getting outside. I live in Colorado. So I'm lucky there that we can go to the mountains pretty easily, you know, go hiking, go see nature, even if it's just around the neighborhood. But I think anywhere you live, just getting outside, seeing the trees, seeing the, you know, putting your feet in the grass, just, exploring nature is essential for your wellness and your well-being and we forget that when we're hunkered over our desk typing and for hours and hours just take a break just step outside take a little bit of a walk and that will reset you know your whole day a lot of the times and deep breathing if you're in a stressful situation I know we hear this message all the time but it it's such a great tool that many of us don't employ like we should. Um, so, you know, just three deep breaths of that. I usually do the four, seven, eight breathing where you breathe in for four, hold for seven and exhale for eight. And that can reset a stressful monkey mind, you know, where it's going crazy and you're worried about everything you have to do. And so I think that's essential as well. So those are really the things that keep me sane. <laughs> And just spending time with my family, you know, getting outside with my family too, and having that weekend protected. I know. Thank you for giving me a little piece of your weekend. They're all asleep right now. So <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, it goes back to like, if there's a stressful situation, if you can control your breathing and kind of take back your body's response to that, I think that's, that goes into some of the themes of what we're talking about being a, out in nature um, just kind of getting out there and, and realizing our, 
our small space in the world <laughs> compared yes. to these giant mountains right. that you're hiking exactly. in as well. I think exactly. that perspective is really, is really interesting there for sure. Well, I so appreciate you uh, talking about this uh, with us today and letting us get to know you a little bit better. I'd like to finish up with a few little rapid fire questions, we call them, um, just sure. fun things. And then give you the opportunity at the end to let um, our listeners know how to find you if they're looking for um, the resources that you have on YouTube, which are kind of a combination of things. There's some information for patients as well as for other physicians and um, and maybe how to find you in your practice if they want to reach out to you. But sure. uh, let me throw a few little fun questions at you first. If you've, if you've listened long enough, you might've heard my questions, but I change them <laughs> up occasionally. Okay. Um, what uh what are you reading right now? <laughs> what am I reading? Um well I laugh because a lot of times I use books at night to decompress and so it's not gonna be anything profound usually. <laughs> I do have some of those next to my bed stand, but right now um I think it's called The Office BFFs. I really love that show, The Office. And so it's written by Jenna Fisher and Angela. Martin, I, I don't know if that's really her last, that was her name on the show, but her name's Angela, you know, it's the Angela yeah. on the show and they have a podcast and I did not know that until I saw their book. And so they're best friends. And so it's really fun just to, uh, to read their stories about, you know, the, the things that went out on behind the scenes in the office and, and the team there. And it's just fun and easy to read. Oh, what a fun thing. I'm going to have to find that book. Yeah, I found it at Target. I didn't even know it was around. So yeah, it's It's, nice. it's, it's like the secrets behind all the fun. <laughs> really yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, yeah. And you mentioned loving to get out in, in nature and hike. Um, if folks have not been to Colorado and done some hiking, I, I love it. I love to come out there. But I I want to pick your brain as to maybe some of your favorite hikes, either around the uh, Denver area or up into the mountains. Um, oh, yeah, There's we can so all, many. we all can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, we take the kids a lot. So that kind of has limited our choices a bit <laughs> as compared to like the, the big hikes that we used to do, but Maxwell Falls is one of my favorite and evergreen. Um, and then just anything around, where did we go? Gosh, we go so many places. Um, we were in Steamboat recently, and I can't remember all of the, the hikes there, but they have some really great hikes. So people think of that as a ski town, but any of the ski towns you can go off season and really have a great time because there's so many hikes, you know, Vale, of course, and and Golden. Um, anything around like Lookout Mountain is easy to get to from Denver. Um, Palmer Lake is really nice. Red Feather Lake is really nice. There's just so many. Anybody can message me if they want more, more ideas than that. I haven't done any of those, so I'm, <laughs> I'm furiously writing them down and I'll listen yeah. back to you. But yeah, no, that's, uh, as you were saying, we've come out to ski and then we've come out um, usually around this time of year, we're recording around labor, almost a labor day mm -hmm. and come out and do the fall hiking and see the Aspens. And it's yeah. just a narrow window for that compared to where you live. You can yeah. see it for <laughs> longer, but yeah, yeah. come out at the right time. It's really pretty. They have to time it correctly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, um, I so appreciate again, you being here and I'm going to give you the opportunity as we finish up to, um, 
let folks know how to find you and also hear the interviews that you're doing with physicians um, about their wellness and their well-being. It's called the Women in Medicine series, I believe that you're doing. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, I, so as you said before, my YouTube channel, Dr. Shelly Meyer, that's all it is. Um, so it's easy to find me. It was a lot of functional medicine based. I've gone through a kind of little mini series of um, hormone health and perimenopause. Cause that's not talked about a lot and gut health, which I cover a lot in my practice. So kind of just sharing pearls and things and tests and things that I use with my patients. Of course, it doesn't replace for the doctor patient relationship. I'm not trying to do that, but so there's a lot of that there. And then um, I more recently over the summer, I've been doing the Women in Medicine Be the Change series where it's on YouTube. It's the same recording, but it's on YouTube and um, wherever you can find podcasts, you can find that. So talking to a lot of doctors about maybe what triggered them to make some changes in their life to better take care of themselves as far as burnout goes and and what they're doing. And some of them are even trying to help other doctors through coaching and some have just done entrepreneurial ventures or just found a practice that better fits them. So just sharing those stories. Thank you for sharing that because I think our listeners, um, it'd be nice for them to bounce between both of our podcast mm-hmm. and YouTube channel. Cause it sounds like we're really trying to do the same thing, um, and help other physicians with talking about these stories and, and sharing our own. So I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. I can't wait to listen to more of the episodes. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for what you're doing and for having me on. I really appreciate that. Thanks for listening in on this conversation at Reset MD. If you'd like to reach out to us and continue the conversation for well-being, email us at resetmdpodcast at gmail.com.